You're listening to Soldiers of the Cross. Now we know that truth is not relative. All truth is God's truth. And we have the truth, God's Word. Will you tuck every aspect of your life into the truth of God's Word? This is the foundation to your arsenal. The belt of truth. Hello and welcome to Soldiers of the Cross, a podcast for young men to help them live victorious lives in Christ. I'm Paul Robinson. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And what we're going to talk about today is uh, the armor of God, and this is a three-part series. And so uh, we're this is part one, and uh, the armor of God is found for us in Ephesians chapter six, verses thirteen through eighteen. So you can turn there if you'd like, but uh, you can also just listen. I'm going to read these verses here. Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse 13, says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always, with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Wow. You know, when a soldier is going to war, he must make sure that he is prepared. Today, the soldiers of our military make sure they have proper combat equipment, such as protective gear, appropriate weapons, communication equipment, as well as proper training for all of these things. You know, it, it, it'd be foolish for a soldier to say, oh, pff, I don't need my helmet, I don't need my weapon, I don't need my equipment. That'd be stupid. So why do we as Christians often neglect the armor of God? We rush out to the battlefield ill-prepared or unprepared completely. That's what this three-part series is all about. We must make sure that we understand the armor of God and that we know how to use it effectively. For today, part one, we will be talking about the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. But first, notice that verse 14 says, Stand therefore. As soldiers of Christ, we must make a stand. It has been said, if you don't stand for something, then you'll fall for everything. This is true for many Christians today. They don't stand for the truth of God's word. They don't stand for morality. They don't stand for the sanctity of life. And so they fall victim to all of the culture's traps and tricks. We must stand. Stand. And so before any of the pieces of the armor are even mentioned, the Apostle Paul says, Stand therefore. We must make sure. Are, are, are you willing to stand? Now, if you are, let's move on to the very first thing here. The first piece of the equipment is the belt of truth. Verse 14, the first part says, Having your loins girt about with truth. Now, soldiers in the U.S. Army wear all kinds of tactical belts. Some belts are made of sturdy nylon that cannot stretch, making them ideal for holding certain items. Many military belts are utility belts. They have pouches that hold things such as canteens, grenades, knives, and communication devices. Suffice to say, the soldier's belt is very important. It is not just a cosmetic piece of clothing like the average belt usually is today. 
You know what a belt does? It holds everything together. This piece of the armor is the belt of truth, and that's what truth does. It holds everything together. And so that is why everything in our culture is falling apart, because the truth has been cast out. If you want to live for God today, then you must wrap yourself in the truth of God's word. The Bible word here is loins. You might be thinking, loins? What on earth? Well, it's simply referring to the midsection of the body or the waist. A belt is worn around the waist. Now, notice it also says, girt about. In order to understand what this means, we must understand the attire of the day back in the first century. Men, <clears throat> men did not wear pants. Instead, they wore long robes. But you can't run in a robe. I mean, how ridiculous. So when a man was preparing himself to run, he would gird up his robe by tucking it into his belt. Now his legs would be free to run without any hindrance. In 1 Peter 1.13, the Apostle Peter tells us to gird up the loins of your mind. This means that the mind is not hindered by thoughts that can trip you up. We must be careful to have a godly mindset. But let's return back to the belt of truth. Having your loins girt about with truth means that the truth of God's word is what holds up your life. In fact, everything in your life is tucked into truth. And if it is not, then that thought or that mindset will quickly trip you and hinder your ability to fight in the war. There's a reason this piece of armor is mentioned first. The war we are fighting over is a war for truth. It is God's truth versus Satan's lies. Some soldiers, and I'm talking about Christians, are casualties today because they do not hold up the truth of God's word. They have compromised on certain truths. They have tripped and fallen on the battlefield. Or they have been mortally wounded. Postmodernism is prevalent today in our society. This term is largely a reaction to the assumed certainty of scientific or objective efforts to explain reality. In other words, postmodernism says, well, we don't want to follow, uh, you know, the scientific method. We don't want to follow these, these norms that have been established by reality. It also emphasizes the diversity of human experience and multiplicity of perspectives. Now, you might say, well, that sounds good. Yeah, many, many different kinds of human experience, you know, many kinds of perspectives. That's good. That's good. Well, it's really not. One of the biggest tenets of postmodernism is the belief that all truth is relative. So they say there is no absolute truth. And by the way, this is absurd because if there's no absolute truth, how can they say that with any certainty? You know, uh, there is no absolute truth. Well, are you absolutely sure about that? You know, it kind of it kind of defeats itself. It's a self-defeating argument to to dogmatically say there is no absolute truth. All right, that that clearly is not true. Now, when it comes to spiritual warfare today, we are at war with the philosophy of postmodernism, which is a direct attack against God's word. Have you ever heard somebody say, hey, that's your truth, and this is my truth? That's postmodern thinking. In other words, they might say, well, you believe the Bible, and the Bible is the truth for you, and that's fine for you. But the Bible is not the truth for me. 
the truth for me is, you know, New Ageism or something, or yoga or something like that, or, or some other religion, you know, oh, that's, that's true for you, but it's not true for me. That is postmodern thinking. In other words, you know, truth is relative. A truth is based on your feelings. And truth, in other words, truth is what you want it to be. Now, we know that truth is not relative. All truth is God's truth. And we have the truth, God's word. Will you tuck every aspect of your life into the truth of God's word? This is the foundation to your arsenal. The belt of truth. All right, let's move on to the next piece of the armor, the breastplate of righteousness. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14, the second half, it says, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, in the military today, soldiers wear bulletproof vests on their chests. These vests are designed with durable fibers called aramid. Aramid was originally designed for use in tires, but was later shown to be stronger than anyone could have imagined. The fibers were then tightly woven together to form the bulletproof panel that is used in carriers today. In the first century AD, Roman soldiers wore what was called a metal jacket. These were metal strips held together by leather straps on the inside. While flexible, it was heavy, and soldiers had to help each other put it on and lace it up. Perhaps this was what the Apostle Paul was thinking of when he mentioned the breastplate. The breastplate is an essential piece of armor because it protects the heart. It's durable, making it difficult for weapons such as swords, spears, and arrows to penetrate it. For the Christian, this is the breastplate of righteousness. But it is not your righteousness because you cannot produce righteousness on your own. Romans 3.10 says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Of course, man is attempted to be righteous. But God compares his righteousness to something very filthy. Listen to this. Isaiah 64, 6 says, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. Ooh, gross. Now, these, uh, these filthy rags, what, what the Bible uh, is referring to here is the rags that lepers used to wipe their pus. So you'd have lepers. Remember, leprosy was an incurable disease back in Bible days. And um, it would eat away at your skin, your flesh. And so you would have this pus on your skin. And so what the lepers would do, of course, they had to quarantine. They had to stay away from everybody. But they would take these rags and they would scrape their pus off using these rags. Okay? So in other words, these rags were completely infected with their disease. And that is what God compares man's righteousness to. You know, uh, you're trying to be holy, trying to be good. You know, oh, I'm a good person. Well, your righteousness, apart from Christ, your righteousness is like disgusting, disease-ridden, filthy rags. Wow, that puts it in perspective, doesn't it? So you can attempt to clothe yourself in your own righteousness, but you would be wearing nothing more than filthy rags. On the other hand, Christ can clothe you in his righteousness. Listen to this. Isaiah 61.10 says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. We get this robe of righteousness at the moment of salvation. The Apostle Paul used Abraham as an example of this in Romans 4.3, where he said, Abraham believed God 
and it was counted unto him for righteousness. When you put your faith in Christ, you are instantly justified, that is, declared righteous. You have been clothed in the robe of righteousness. So how does this apply to the breastplate of righteousness? Well, the breastplate and the robe are not the same. The robe has to do with salvation, but the breastplate has to do with spiritual warfare. In other words, the breastplate has to do with right living. Many Christians today are justified, but they are not living righteous lives. Why? Because their heart is unprotected. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep or guard thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. This heart is referring to your mind, will, and emotions. How do you guard your how, how do you guard your heart? Well, by living a righteous life. By guarding yourself against wicked thoughts, sinful urges, filthy entertainment, worldly friends, godless pursuits, wasteful activities, and places of iniquity. If you've let any of these things into your heart, then your breastplate is cracked, or maybe you've taken it off altogether. Christians who are carnal or fleshly have removed the breastplate of righteousness. They are not living righteous lives at all. Instead, they want to live for the flesh, appeasing carnal appetites. Let me ask you, what are your standards? What are your boundaries? What are your convictions? This will tell you if you're attempting to live a righteous life or not. If you don't have any standards, boundaries, or convictions, then you're probably a carnal Christian. Now, look, I, I don't want to get the wrong, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. The Christian life cannot be lived out in the power of the flesh. You know, in other words, I'm going to do better. Uh, I'm going to live for the Lord this week. And, and you're, you're doing it all in your own power. You must submit to God. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you and allow Christ to live his life through you. But understand that if you are not trying to live for God, then you probably don't want to live a righteous life. Perhaps you're in love with the world. Please, wake up! You'll never accomplish anything for God if you're carnal. Repent of your sin and put the breastplate of righteousness back on. Guard your heart. Guard it with your life. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. We've talked about the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. The belt of truth, again, it just means that your life is wrapped up in the truth and, and truth is holding everything in your life together. All right, is that true of you? And then the breastplate of righteousness means, it just means you're guarding your heart. You, you, you're guarding your, you're actively guarding your heart against the wickedness of this world and against the flesh. But thank you so much for listening today. Please check out my website, paulrobinsonbooks.com. Uh, there's some wonderful resources on that website. There's my books, of course, and uh, the Becoming a Man books are geared towards men. I know they'll be a blessing. There's also articles I've written that I believe will be a blessing. And uh, send questions. If you have any Bible questions, culture questions, please send your questions to questions.soldiers at gmail.com. Again, questions.soldiers at gmail.com. I would love to answer your questions. Next week, we're going to talk about part two of the armor of God, and we'll be talking about the feet and the shield of faith. Until next time, remember, you can live victoriously in Christ. <laughs>